0: Welcome to Soul Essence Wellness Center's podcast, a podcast to help you connect with your highest self that features episodes combining psychology, spirituality, and energy healing. Please welcome your host, Zandra Haas, a spiritual wellness coach, psychotherapist, and psychic medium in Boulder, Colorado. Thank you so much for tuning into my podcast this week. We are in a brand new season. Woohoo! <laughs> for those of you that have been following along through the past two seasons, the first season was kind of a shorter five part mini series all around connecting in with your self-love and all these different kind of topics around self-love that sometimes can get in the way of us really owning it as a certain frequency in ourselves. And then the second season was quite a bit longer. And I believe there were probably about, I can't even remember, maybe 19 or 20 episodes. And it was called the Make Magic series. And so this series was specifically around... Really looking at all the different emotional and intellectual and thought based things that can really get in the way from us really learning and seeing who we are as a soul. And I believe, I want to say it's episode 15 or 16. There was a lot of folks lately that were coming to me at that time that were discussing being an empath and what that actually meant and i've noticed actually from that episode i tend to work with people that in general identify as being sensitive or empathic and to be totally frank i don't think one episode of talking about being an empath sometimes can really help people understand whether are you an empath you know what does sensitive really mean? And then we also have intuition and what does psychic abilities mean? And so this episode today and this kind of small series is really going to focus on addressing being an empowered empath. And I'll talk more about what that means. But the first thing I want to say before we kind of jump into all the specifics is that being a, a therapist and also kind of a psychic coach intuitive human over here, sometimes I get a little confused. And I get confused because there are so many folks doing healing work out there now that are really coming to terms with how to help people know that there's spirit. There's all these different routes to take. And so I often end up connecting with people that are like, well, I tried this modality over here and I tried this over here. And I'm here to tell you, These are all different languages to really just get you in connection with who you are as a soul and to release all the layers of energy that we build being a human in this body that can kind of get in the way from our true knowing from our kind of amnesia of forgetting we are a soul and all the beauty that comes with that. There's beauty, of course, in being in the body. And the goal is actually to bridge both of those things together. But sometimes really understanding how our body works in the world and how we receive spiritual information and these other sensitivities can really help give us a blueprint or a map of how do I approach this now that I know that I identify like this. So knowing those things first can be really helpful to help you decide what's my next step then. So that's a little bit what we're going to talk about today. The next few episodes we're going to jump in of actually learning how to kind of take those awareness, those keys, those things you're learning about yourself and really put them into practice in the real world. So today's going to be a little bit more theoretical and a little bit more of a teachery kind of piece here, but as the series builds Right, As we understand more of who we are and what we're looking for, then it's what's the next step and we'll work on that together. So just to introduce myself again, if this is the first video podcast you are listening to, my name is Zandra Haas and I'm the creator of Soul Essence Wellness Center. So I am a psychotherapist on one end and a psychic medium on the other and my passion is really bridging both of those things together because in some ways I don't necessarily say see that they're separate. So, today, like I said, we're going to be diving in just to really break down what I call the spectrum of having and seeing and feeling into things that sometimes other people don't have readily available to them. So, a lot of times you'll hear people say, Oh, I'm sensitive, or Oh, I'm empathic. And then you'll see, Oh, I'm intuitive, or Oh, I'm psychic. And some of the big questions that come up for people are, How do I know if I'm those things? And what's the difference between those things? So again, the biggest piece that I've learned is that all of these different ways of describing yourself or ways that you're interpreting energy, they're all on a spectrum. They're not these like different lily pads. They are all part of the same kind of lake. So if I were to draw an arrow out in front of you, what I really see is that a lot of people start off feeling sensitive. So in psychology, they'll call it the HSP. And so the HSP is the highly sensitive person. And so the highly sensitive person, that means that person is sensing in to different things around them and feeling impacted by it. They're sensitive. They're receiving more information. So this could be folks that maybe are in a crowd of people and they start feeling the amount of energy in that crowd and they feel uncomfortable or they feel kind of overstimulated. Some people are overly sensitive and they hear really high tones or in general everything, the volume just tends to feel like it's turned up for them. Sometimes there are people that just have really, really strong feelings about things that come in. Sometimes there is... How do I say this? There can be sensing and perceiving things at a higher level. It's um, it's all essentially energy that's coming in. And our body really shows us, depending on our reaction, how much we're really taking in. And so highly sensitive people are just sensitive to their surroundings and ultimately in their environment. And so what I've noticed is that there's a lot of people that are actually really sensitive But they're not really sure of it because a defense mechanism psychologically is that when we're really, really sensitive to things, it's really hard to be in the body, right? I'm sure you felt this before. Most of us, even us extroverts, I'm a decently evolved extrovert. (laughs) But most of us, if we're in a crowd of people and we're not feeling super centered in ourselves, we can just feel overwhelmed, right? Especially if we're in a crowd of people that has the same kind of identity or the same energy, right? Like if I were to walk into like a super hardcore heavy metal concert, I would be really amused. But if there was a certain energy, right, if everyone's rocking out to the same song, I might feel a little overstimulated because I'm taking in all of this energy because I'm sensitive to it. And I don't really understand what the song is, right, or what's going on. And so I'm in a place now where I can have enough amusement about energy that's coming through my system and not cling on to it. But someone who's a highly sensitive person, right, that maybe has learned that oh wow I take in energy at a higher rate at other people. Sometimes the defense mechanism and it can be really helpful for a certain amount of time is to intellectualize it so that they actually can have some space from the stimulation that they're experiencing. So for instance a lot of people if you were to ask them what they're sensing and feeling they go directly up to their head rather than staying in the body and it's because if you're really sensitive it can feel really uncomfortable to stay in the body. So that's where a lot of somatic kind of psychotherapist will actually say what are you sensing here in the body and you breathe and you sense into it and you go layers into it because there's pictures there's colors there's sensation there's emotions there's all those things in there but again our world doesn't always give us permission to really sit there in the world of sensing into something without knowing what it is and so we can feel this pressure to figure it out because if we can figure it out we have a control we have a map. Right? And so sometimes the anxiety or any sort of emotions that we're feeling can go away by intellectualizing. So sometimes there are people that are really, really sensitive, but again, they intellectualize it so that they don't actually have to feel the energy of it. And again, that can be a really great strategy. However, again, the spectrum I'm going to show you, really by feeling into what you're feeling, there's a lot of awareness there. There's a lot of keys There's a lot of information there that can be really helpful, especially if you're trying to strengthen your intuitive and your psychic abilities. So HSPs, highly sensitive persons. And so a lot of people will say, well, okay, I I feel that. I sense that. I understand that I'm a sensitive person, but what's the difference between being an HSP and then being an empath? So What I've noticed for people that are highly sensitive, sometimes people that are highly sensitive actually identify as being on the spectrum. So there are people, sometimes that can be someone that literally um, has ADHD or ADD, is not able, there's so much sensing, there's so many things going on around us that it's really hard to stay focused and concentrated because our thoughts are going everywhere, we're processing so much information at a faster speed. So highly sensitive people can also be fairly and unfairly diagnosed again, I don't think it's bad to be taking in extra sensitivities and information as long as it doesn't feel like it's shamed. And I found that being a therapist in that community, sometimes there can be a lot of shame with coming with those diagnoses and our society really doesn't understand. Um, Some folks that identify as being on the spectrum in terms of social skills or in terms of, you know, Asperger's and things like that, or autism, can also be experiencing certain sensitivities at higher levels. But kind of derailing a little bit there, but in terms of being a sensitive person, empathy, empathy, I mean, truly is the ability, it's like an extra sensitivity, you're feeling into the situation, but you're able to feel into the situation with another person. So everyone has the ability to have empathy, That's just, it's not really like empaths are the only people with empathy. Everyone has the ability to connect and feel what another person is feeling in a situation, right? So if you walk into a room and you see someone sad and they're crying and you can feel that energy in yourself, there can be some empathy. You're like, hey, I've been there. I see that. I feel that in myself and I'm with you. I can feel that frequency. I see you. And that can be really healing for some people. But however, if you're an empath, oftentimes this is happening all the time. This is literally where you end up going to a party and you walk in the room and you instantly know how someone's feeling. Maybe they're not even crying though, but you know instantly like, ooh, that person's working on something. And that can be, again, you're getting sensitivities, you're getting this extra energy, you're perceiving it, but you're feeling it as well. There's there's a sense of really knowing and understanding what is happening in that person because you're feeling it. And so there's a level of compassion that I think can be really built with people that are empaths. Because if you can feel deeply with what someone's struggling with or what they're working on, if you've done that work in yourself or you just know that that's not an easy road, that's where compassion comes in. That's where forgiveness, that's where that tenderness really comes in of, wow, this is another human struggling and I've been through that. How do I not put any of my projections or ideas or anything on top of their process and I'm just with them? I just understand and I sit there and say, hey, you're not alone. So empathy can be this a really amazing tool that can really help people connect in with other people. And I don't know about you, but right now I feel like most people are actually craving connection more than anything. You know, COVID or non-COVID, being able to, you know, connect in different groups and places, everyone is wanting connection. And can you imagine knowing that other people can feel what you can feel? Everyone wants you to do well in life, to really be able to hold that and say like, these people feel what's happening in me. And so empathy for some people, can feel like a learning journey. They can be a highly sensitive person, but they might not be feeling exactly what the other person's feeling, right? So an example of this was last weekend, I was at this really beautiful kind of folky festival in Colorado, and I was walking around, and just in general, being around a huge crowd of people is something my body isn't necessarily used to. And so as a highly sensitive person, not only am I taking in, all the people's energy around me, but as an empath, I walk past people and I instantly know what this person's mood is Sometimes I'll stand in conversation with people and I'll ask them, I'll say, oh my gosh, I haven't seen you. How are you? And I can see as they're talking, there's something in their space that's also holding back. So as a sensitive person, I might be hearing their voice more strongly. I might be feeling their energy, right? If someone's really anxious as a sensitive person, I might be feeling that energy. But an empath is someone who can really understand and relate on an emotional level with those sensitivities that are coming in. And so I was standing with someone and really talking to them and saying, you know, how are you and asking about their life. And I could tell they were open in some ways about what was happening, but I could also see something a little bit back more in there. And I knew that on an energetic level. I could see that because I could tell emotionally and feel emotionally what was happening for them. And I said, oh, there's been a struggle. There's been things that have been really happy going on and things that are not so happy. And because we're standing in a crowd, right, in a big area, this might not be the most appropriate area for them to feel vulnerable or safe enough to share this, right? So there's empathy that comes up in terms of relating with them. So... Again, empaths do have a heightened experience. Everyone who's an empath is also a highly sensitive person, but not everyone who's a highly sensitive person is empathic in that way. They have the ability to be and to have empathy, but it doesn't mean they're an empath. So here comes the question, right? A lot of people that I talk to say, well, how do I know what's my empathy and what's my intuition? And this kind of becomes a little bit of like a nuance in some sort of way. But again, if we imagine they're all on a spectrum, right? So if you have a highly sensitive person right here, the next step is taking that sensitivity and really emotionally with compassion, with that emotional sense senses, really understanding what's happening for other people. Intuition has a sense of sensitivity and empathy, but intuition often comes as a knowing in some way it often feels like there's a knowing and it's not always up here intuition can really be something that we feel deeper in the body right so a lot of people talk about having that gut feeling someone who has a gut feeling is connecting in with intuition they're receiving information that they're experiencing in their body that is coming in as a knowing so a lot of times we think of knowing as being more up here But I'm sure you've had that sense of, say, you need to get in your car and drive somewhere. But there's just this like sticky feeling of like, oh, like, should I leave right now? Should I not leave right now? I've definitely had that sometimes. Or there can be a moment where we have some sort of knowing or information that's coming in that's trying to tell us something. And maybe that's, hey, don't get in the car yet. You forgot your cell phone. (laughs) I just got in my car yesterday and had my laptop and had my notebook and had my phone. And then I drove to my destination and didn't have my wallet, (laughs) right? I wish I would have had an intuitive knowing to bring my wallet with me, right? Some people might feel that or sense that, right? When I was walking around this sort of music folk festival, I had this like intuitive pull, right? So I'm sensing all these big crowds, the food, the smell around me, the music, all of it feels really heightened in my senses, okay? The empathy, as I'm walking around, I noticed at this festival I kept watching. A lot of people were tearing up or seemed to have these like really intimate conversations. And a lot of the musicians were kind of commenting on how this is their first Music festival or their opportunity to play for a big crowd in a long time. And so I think there was just a level of emotion that people were experiencing being able to be in connection again and be around a lot of different people. But as an empath, I noticed all these big conversations were happening and they were happening to people I didn't know around me. And they were happening to people that were also in my inner circle. So as an intuitive and as someone that gets intuitive hits, I could empathically feel that I wanted to spend time with the people around me, but my intuition would say, hmm, this doesn't feel if I'm feeling into where we are, like the right place. And I would say, well, where's the right place to go? And I would feel this intuitive hit of river, tree. It would sort of come in as like a knowing. I could feel it in my heart space. I could feel it in sort of my gut area. But I also experienced a little bit up here. And I said, oh, okay, search for a tree. Search for the river. And so I ended up having these really beautiful conversations with a lot of the people in my life. But it was always next to these huge cottonwood trees, There was this intuitive knowing for me that having a conversation with someone to really go deeper wasn't going to happen there, that we actually had to be on our own. And some people might just call that common sense. Again, maybe it is, but that also can be intellectualizing our intuition. A lot of people are actually super intuitive. They get these intuitive hits in their bodies, but they don't actually trust really staying with where that sensation comes up. And so they immediately kind of pop it up to the top of their heads. They pop it in right here. So there can be a lot of people my father is one of them who's crazy, amazing mathematical engineer, can build and do everything. But sometimes he gets intuitive hits about things that would really help him build, but he immediately brings them up here. So he doesn't identify as being intuitive because there's a knowing, right? There's like clear, I think they call it Claire cognizant. I think is one of the ways of actually knowing and taking information, like an intuitive way of feeling into things. But he's never really learned to stay in the body with those feelings. No one really has learned how to stay well in the body with these intuitive hits, except for the phrase, which I love, that's popular now, is gut feeling, right? It's just some people say, I just knew so that's more of like the intuition piece that a lot of people feel or they intuit. Sometimes when I've been driving through this same town that had the festival, I was coming around a corner and I just got this heavy feeling in my stomach, right? There is no way, there's no sensation that's coming at me, Right. There is no thing that I'm seeing that's causing empathy to happen because I'm not seeing anything in front of me, but I'm getting a hit in my stomach. There, My stomach dropped for a second and I rounded the corner and I rattle, I ran over a rattlesnake and it was so sad and I was like, oh my gosh shoot, I should have listened, I should have stayed in that moment and slowed down. So this is a really important thing is that a lot of times folks that are sensitive, empathic, and intuitive, they're all on the same spectrum, they're all in the same line, and you can really harness this awareness and these abilities and kind of build on top of them. So the highly sensitive person, if they're attuned to these sensitivities and they learn how to work with that energy and they kind of mix compassion in there in their own process, they can actually become more empathetic or become an empath even more so. The empath that is able to understand that the person that across the room that is sad, that they can feel and have compassion for that, but they're not going to take the energy on, which is a lot of us empaths do. We feel in an energy and then we end up taking it on and getting confused if it's ours. If you're able to be empowered in that place as an empath and feel and know what's going on, but really hold your ground, that really breeds a way for intuition. Because if you're able to trust yourself at a higher level, your intuition is going to come in stronger and a lot. lot of my empaths, a lot of people that are feeling so deeply, there's a lot of doubt and there's a lot of fear and it's really, really hard to harness your intuition when doubt and fear come in. And so again, if we go shift backwards a little bit to my empaths again, To be an empowered empath means knowing what is our emotion and sensations in our body and what is the information that we're given. And that is the way, the clearer way, that bleeds into intuition, that allows us to really intertwine in that energy. Because intuition is a clear sense of knowing. And that way, like if I'm able to sense into someone and the surroundings or something difficult that's happening, I'm able to actually send love to those situations so for instance I was driving on the highway the other day and right behind me this ambulance right just turned on its lights and like flew by right so as I'm like trying to get over I'm sensing right as a sensitive person you've got a lot of energy coming in with the siren and the noise and you have you feel right as an empath the panic around you all the cars being like you know oh my god and trying to get off the road and then the hard part for me as an empath I sense in instantly right away if someone's not okay or something's happening, it feels like I almost tune to a frequency and I go right into it and I could feel the energy of the people in the ambulance and I shed a tear. I like kind of started crying a little bit because I could feel the fear. I could feel that level of like when you're kind of in that fight or flight mode and there's sadness and you're trying to save something and you have a mission and like all of that kind of murky energy in there I could feel I could see the man (laughs) in the ambulance I could sense into that right so being an empath the hard part sometimes for people is they'll take that on and they don't feel empowered in that energy so I immediately recognize like whoop bleeding into that frequency pulling myself back because of the energy work that I know how to do now that took me years to really understand and cultivate. I pull myself back in, right? I trust myself. I send love and compassion to myself. I ground myself with the energy tools that I have. And then I ask my intuition, what's really needed here? Is there anything that I can offer energetically to these people that are trying to help and save this man inside this ambulance? And then I hear my guides right? So that's the intuitive level. Some people with their intuition, they get that gut feeling or that hit, which sometimes is guides that sound like us, which can make it really tricky sometimes to understand or sense into the support systems we have. But my guides said something really beautiful. And they said, send love without attachment. Send direction without fear. So thankfully, my guides were able to send me that information. And so I didn't put my energy in someone else's space. I didn't pull their energy towards me to try to heal it. I asked in neutrality, in an intuitive way, what's next? What do I do with this? And of course, they also reminded me of exactly what I'm telling you now. Right. Sensing and feeling into those things, not matching the frequency of it, because when you match the frequency of it, you absorb it. And that doesn't actually help the situation in a way. When we take energy and we absorb it and put it into ourselves, it doesn't actually help the other person that much. I don't know if you've ever had that experience, but sometimes if you're having an emotional conversation with someone and you're really trying to express something or explain yourself and that person matches that frequency and they're not actually in a holding space, they can feel the energy with you, but they're really holding their seat. If they completely match that frequency, all of a sudden they might start talking about their own experience and matching the frequency and going into their own story. And then all of a sudden you actually don't feel met anymore. I notice this a lot as a psychotherapist is I'm treating and helping people a lot with developing social skills. And one of the, sometimes the like heartbreaking thing is when we decide to actually open up and be vulnerable with someone, sometimes what we really need is someone to sit there with us and listen and hear us and not try to give us advice, not try to give us feedback, not try to tell us how they understand because they have a similar heartbreaking story, because sometimes we can feel like it was so vulnerable to actually speak. That when they put their story out there, it doesn't really give space for what we're trying to heal. Sometimes it does, but sometimes it doesn't. So with all of the information I'm giving you, intuition oftentimes is different than empathy because intuition, when done in a way where we're feeling into something, doesn't have to involve taking on other people's energy. And empaths in general find that they do that. And that's why if you're empowered as an empath, a lot of times you're going to call in and you're going to align more in general with that intuitive energy field. You're going to be able to sense and get information because you're not having it from a fear place. You're not having it from a doubt place. And so the next part, right, if we have the HSP, right, I'm going backwards so that you can really, really kind of have bookmarks to this. So highly sensitive person, the empath, the intuition, the final one that a lot of people get confused about are psychics. They're like, okay, well, what's a psychic then? There's a lot of people that intermix intuition and psychic And again, I can only really speak from my experience of the difference between getting intuitive hits and being psychic, but for me, it actually has to do with the process that I'm taking in information. So again, you can be empowered as a sensitive person, empowered as an empath, and empowered as an intuitive. But for me, the psychic abilities really come from how you're reading the energy And what chakras you're reading it from. So I'm a person that likes to teach people about energy work from an energy center place. When I'm teaching someone, we are looking at all the different chakra centers in the body. There's a ton of them, but most people are familiar with sort of the main channel that runs along the spine and goes through the front of the body, right? So the main kind of six or seven chakra system um, throughout the world. Sometimes it's six, sometimes it's seven. But... When I am doing psychic readings, right, or I'm going to use my psychic skills, I actually shut down my lower three chakras. I actually close them off energetically so that I'm not reading my own energy in the body and that energy actually moves up into the upper channels and that I'm looking at something from not a feeling-based perspective because I'm trying to get into neutrality. And a lot of times when we have feelings, feelings are not always neutral, It's very, very hard for most of us to have sadness come up and not have a bunch of pictures about it, not have a bunch of stories about it. Being a human, we get certain pictures and lineages and stories that really come with emotions, especially if our family said, this is an okay emotion and this is not an okay emotion. Right. So sometimes if I cry in a public place, there's a feeling of shame that comes in because I've had a story that emoting, right, or like crying in like a a restaurant or like a Qdoba or something like that is embarrassing. Right. People might see me. People might project something. People might think I'm weak. Ah, that's the story. That's the core. If I show emotion outside in front of other people, people might think I'm weak. Right. So if shame or sadness, those kind of things get paired together, I'm going to be unable to really free myself from that emotion. And so as a psychic, I don't want to be feeling some of the energies in the body. The goal really is to clear those things out. But for me, a lot of times intuition can really, really come from some of the lower three chakras. Sometimes intuition can also, it can come from up here. But a lot of times, again, that gut feeling can come from the lower chakras for a lot of people. And psychic abilities tend to come from the upper So again, you can read psychically at different chakras, but you're going to read at different frequencies. So in terms of intuition... A lot of intuition, like I said, uses some of the lower chakras. We're feeling, sensing, healing. A lot of those energies a lot of times belong to the body, right? These intuitive hits are feeling kind of in a heart space area. And psychically, if I'm turning all of these things down and I'm looking at something in neutrality, I'm not looking at it with my own pictures. I'm not looking at it with my own filters. And again, you can look at things without a filter and intuition, but sometimes it can just be harder because it involves sensing. And a lot of times we don't sense things in neutrality because we have certain stories and pictures and and all the stuff I just said too. So to really give you a big picture of this, like I said, it is this huge spectrum. So someone who's highly sensitive, that does not mean they're psychic. Someone that's intuitive is probably sensitive and empathic, but it might mean that they're not actually using different energy centers to read. Right information out there. For me, closing down the lower chakras allows me to see more because it's getting rid of more of my pictures. I'm literally looking at it up here and up here from a place of just looking at it without needing a gut feeling, without feeling the energy in my heart. So it can feel, there are a lot of different types of healers. I'm going to say first, before I end this video slash this podcast, there's a lot of different types of healers, feelers, people that teach different courses. And some of them are going to be teaching from an intuitive place. Some of them are going to be teaching from an empathic place. Some of them are going to be looking from a psychic place. And some of them might just be helping you understand how to work out being a sensitive person. There are a lot of therapists that I know that are actually very sensitive people, and they work with sensitive people to help them have certain tools that physically help the body learn how to take in information and how to get rid of energy. Your empaths benefit from those things, and there's a lot of psychotherapists that are very empathic. Right, You'll sit with someone and they can feel your energy. They can feel what's happening. That's why they've chosen to have a profession where they can help you and also really understand. There's also a lot of therapists that I find that are very, very intuitive. However... I don't actually find a lot of therapists that tend to be in the psychic realm to actually embody all of them. And so this is where my love of psychotherapy and my love of psychic skills and really bridging earth and sky can be so beautiful because they're actually really entwined together because anything that blocks your intuition, your psychic abilities usually has to do, like I said, with fear. Most of us don't know how to trust ourselves. In the last podcast, I talk about how fear gets in the way immensely to trusting our intuition and our psychic abilities. Because empaths can feel other people's energy and they feel overwhelmed by it, a lot of times there can be this sense of feeling stuck right? How do I get rid of this energy? How do I, how do I trust the energy? Because I don't know if it's mine. (laughs) And this is where energy healing techniques, at least for me and for a lot of people I work with are huge. They're the bridge that actually create empowerment. So this entire series, again, that I'm creating, it might be a three part, it might be a five part is all about you really connecting and, and asking yourself this question, where do I fall on the spectrum? Right? Maybe you feel like you are always highly sensitive and maybe you feel like you're empathic, but you're like, do I feel like I have intuition? And so that's asking yourself the question, do I get intuitive hits or knowings? Do I get certain gut feelings? Do I feel something in my heart and it feels like it's right? Right? So sometimes... Really asking yourself those questions and working with the fear of what if I'm wrong can be really, really important. There's a lot of intuitive schools out there that are going to try to teach you how to really trust yourself, which is amazing because once you start trusting yourself, you start seeing energy and taking it in as it actually is. And the only way that you learn how to do that is practice. There's very few people that trust themselves straight off the bat. And it's okay to have to practice. And these things can be built. I think there's this... um kind of like bougie perception that if you're psychic, you have to be born psychic. And that's not actually true. You know, like you don't, you're not born most of the time, I guess. I don't have, I don't know a story about this, but you're not born learning how to read, right? So like every great writer, if we expected them to be born already knowing the alphabet, already knowing how to read and write, and that's how they get there, it's kind of an icky feeling, right? It's kind of like shooting yourself in the foot of like, oh, okay, well, I didn't come into the world being able to have this ability right away. So that means it's not available. And I'm here to tell you that's not true. I definitely started off as the uh, the empath constantly feeling um, underwater by everyone else's emotions, by everyone else's thoughts, emotions. I could hear it all and I would have intuitive hits, but I struggled so much with really uncovering and listening to myself because there was so much doubt. And the doubt a lot of times, like I've said in previous podcasts, has to do with if we don't have families or people rooting for us or telling us to believe ourselves or to practice or to trust ourselves, we're never going to have that information without stories around it. So a lot of the programs that I teach have to do with getting rid of your story. They have to do with getting rid of and releasing that energy, and so the energy medicine programs that actually I put together and I work with groups of people and I work one-on-one in all these different places, that's why I do what I do. Because that's the modality that I've found that really moves out doubt the fastest. I love Psychotherapy, I think it's amazing and I do that work with a lot of people, especially people that maybe aren't on the empathic or the sensitive realm or maybe just are sensitive and don't really want to play too far into creating more empathy because they just want to learn how to really be in the body for the first time and really learn how to run their body. But still, energy medicine helps with that. It helps you have some creativity and some play because we can get really serious about this kind of stuff because it can feel really heavy. So I'm a person here to say that it actually can be easier. It actually can be playful if we let it. And we actually really can build on these things and really kind of work our way along the spectrum if learning psychic skills is where you want to end up. And that's why I think that empathy and sensitivity is a superpower. It is the foundation to psychic abilities. It all just lands and centers on trusting yourself, bringing in compassion practicing and having someone there with you that can see you along the way. So I hope you enjoyed this first podcast slash video to really explain the difference between these things so that when we dive in, you can really kind of have a sense of where you are and how you identify. And we'll start playing with expanding sort of what it means to be an empowered empath. How do you walk through the world being empowered in your energy? How do you separate yourself from someone else? What are tools that you can learn to really see and sense yourself, and how do you give energy back? I hope you're excited to dive in with me as I teach these skills and we learn together how to really work with our energy in a beautiful, radiant, and empowered way. Thank you so much. Please feel free to visit my website, which is soulessencewellnesscenter.com. I do psychic readings for folks, I do psychotherapy for folks, and I also, like I mentioned, have energy medicine programs where we work for three months or six months, and we really build your capacity to be an empowered empath, really aligned in your purpose, really understanding and feeling and sensing in and trusting your body at whole new levels by getting rid of what's not in your alignment. It's some pretty magical stuff. So feel free to check out other podcasts or videos if you'd like to get more of a sense of the work that I do or just as a free resource to be able to do this work on your own. I'm a big fan because when I was starting this work, I did not have a lot of financial income. And so this is also a gift to everyone out there that might have been starting in a place like I did that wasn't able to afford classes, wasn't able to afford having a teacher or a mentor. So I do these things because I want everyone to have access to energy medicine to have access to understanding more of who they are you can do this work at home all it takes is really really some huge heart fire really paying attention and really setting practices up for yourself sometimes having a teacher along the way can help you be accountable and I'm a person that's there for that but I did a lot of this work on my own to begin with as well so whatever route you take wherever you are I'm always 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 Wishing you well. Sending so much love. Thanks for joining us this week on Soul Essence Wellness Center's podcast. Make sure to visit Zandra's website, com, to find more resources about how to transform your life. Zandra is available for private coaching, energy healings, psychic readings, and much more.